0: Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome
1: to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm the fabulous Lauren. We are your Veronica Corningstone and Ron Burgundy of TA News in Australia, New Zealand. Yes, we
0: are. We certainly are. And it's coming very, very close to bloody Christmas, isn't it?
1: I know. This is our second last one for the year. We've got one more to go, which I reckon is going to be even less news than this week that come next week. But, hey,
0: you never know what's going to pop up this close to Christmas. Never do. Never do. And do you know what the biggest news of the last week was?
1: Oh, I know. I know. I know. I've had to deal with the biggest news of the last week.
0: Yes, everyone. Would you like to tell
1: everyone what you fucking well did, dickhead?
0: Yeah, I broke my ankle falling down the stairs in the office about eight hours before flying out to a family holiday on the Gold Coast but the good update Lauren is that I owned Wet n Wild yesterday so it's Craig one Theme Park zero at the moment and oh, also Jesus I've got to say that I did go to the Brisbane meetup last week Tracy and Katie have been doing a phenomenal job up here and um it was called a very merry Brizzy Chrissy trivia night and it was fab and look I'm saying if you're not a member of this group and you live in Vegas that's Bris Vegas not Las Vegas you really need to get involved they doing an absolutely phenomenal job um and the feeling in the room was just amazing
1: i can imagine i was a bit fomoed with that one i'll be mm. honest with you i do love a good Brizzy meetup they i love all the meetups but i do know that the Brizzy ones they know how to get a good 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 party going those people up there now did you happen to find the banner i lost at the very first no i up asked everywhere
0: i went everywhere i went they said they recognized my face they said hey I said, I've never been here. And they said, we must have seen it somewhere. But the, um, the oh, banner was nowhere to be seen, unfortunately.
1: All right. Well, let's get on to some actual real news. I'm not you breaking your bloody leg and getting shit based <laughs> in Brisbane. But okie dokie, the federal government have been talking about visas since monday so i've got a few points on this one today i've gone for a bit of a a little bit of a deep dive came up for air and went oh jesus christ what have i done Mm -hmm. anyway so the labor market testing is to be streamlined among many key migration reforms and this is coming from shortlist so a new migration strategy will be streamlined with the much-criticised labour market testing regime and create a new three-tiered temporary skills pathway the federal government has announced. A 99-page migration strategy was outlined on Monday with a roadmap containing eight key actions. For employers, according to Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill, the new strategy means getting the skills you need to grow and be more productive, particularly in critical areas such as healthcare and the net zero transition and the digital, digital economy. So a few points out of this, it's um, mm. developing a new four-year skills in demand visa, which the way a I visa. read this, well, it's skills in demand visa, It just the right. way I'm reading it, a four-year visa, because they changed it back in 2017, it just reads more like the old 457 to me on that oh. one. Um, but I could be wrong anyway. Uh, full mobility. This is one I really enjoy. It's got full mobility between employers with clear pathways to permanent residency for those who want to pursue it, and this will replace the employer sponsored temporary skill shortage visa, which, um, I think is a great thing, actually, because it's a longer visa than the two years and it gives flexibility. Also, um, visa holders have got 60 days to find a new job if they're let go from their visa. So they're pushing that out to 180 days to find another sponsor, which is great. And... they're allowed to do employment between then as well in that 180 days so they can pick up a quick contract until they get permanent employment the thing i think is going to stick on this is they need to look at the cost of this and this is what is stopping businesses doing transfers of visas and things like that um it does it is expensive Mm. very expensive and it does add to obviously the cost of hire etc so it's um I'm actually really quite happy with that, but they're also putting an upfront skills Australia fund fee for employers. Instead of doing that, which they do now, the government says it will explore a model where employers can pay trailing charges monthly or quarterly instead of having to pay the upfront fee for skilling um our own people up, which is a good thing to do um, because, again, another massive bloody fee as an employer you've got to pay. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be going down this road. But it's just, let's see what happens. I think that they need to make it a little bit easier. But on another note, in another article I picked up, that um, the approval time for employer-sponsored visas has sped up dramatically. Mm. Well, the number of, appro- of approvals has almost doubled, according to a migration expert that I read about in Shortlist this week. Um, and this person has said that the process took only a month um, for employments with accreditation. And that's that's actually really good because it was taking six to eight
0: months. Wow, that's um,
1: crazy. Six to eight months—you're not solving anyone's
0: skill shortage. No, it's interesting though because you know there is a, there's an obvious skill shortage, but also you know um, net migration is currently being seen as one of the reasons for interest rate increases, um, inflation. So I, I just I don't know what to do. Whether we just keep letting as many people in as possible, or whether we try to skill people up here, or is there just a not enough people in the country?
1: Well, we don't have enough skilled people here. And I think that another problem is is the way salaries are coming into it because of, uh, I know talking to people out there at the moment, they're wanting their salaries. Oh, we're happy to pay this for this skill set because it's close to a bit above what we used to pay pre-COVID. And unfortunately, the salaries have gone up. People aren't going to go backwards. If you want a certain skill set, you've got to be flexible on what you want and how much you're going to pay for it because sometimes i'm I'm just seeing people that could 20 10 20k out on what people are already getting in some industries all because they said well we don't we don't want to go pay any more than 20k than what we did over the before covid and it's like yeah things have moved on and i think they need to really adjust that and if they haven't got the money to pay it just goes to show how badly the economy is doing
0: Mm, mm, yeah um, yeah. It's going to be an interesting th- topic for 2024, everything to do with visas, migration, the, the whole lot's going to be a huge topic, I think, coming into the year.
1: I, absolutely agree with you.
0: Yeah, you're right. Hey, let's change direction for a moment. We're heading very, very quickly towards Christmas and this one's from Indeed. What Aussies really think about their work Christmas party? (laughs) I hope these
1: people chimed in anonymously.
0: (laughs) Yeah, a recent survey by Jobs website and global hiring platform Indeed has revealed while the majority of Australian workers, 84% will attend their Christmas party this year, almost two-thirds feel obliged to do so and over half, 56% of the work, population would rather have the day off than go to their end-of-year event. So what's behind the lack of Christmas cheer? One of the things that bother Aussie workers the most is having to make small talk with colleagues tops the list. 39%. They hate it. And a third feel there's too much emphasis on alcohol, while nearly one in five worry they might do something embarrassing. I'm the one in five, but I don't worry that much. You're the (laughs)
1: alcohol one in five.
0: (laughs) And a further and a further 19% say they've had a bad experience in the past at a work Christmas party. And what are your thoughts on work Christmas parties, Lauren?
1: Mine, but considering,
0: considering you had ours last week
1: without without me. you. <laughs> Well, it was planned anyway, and you you went and booked a family holiday, so that's your fault. No one else to blame there. <laughs> we had a good time, but we're a small tight knit group, as you know, Craig. There's yeah. only really five, four or five of us in our team between yeah. us, so it's it's a small tight knit group with a lot of laughter anyway. So when we all get together, and we're not, and honestly, we're not big drinkers, so mm. the whole team mm. really, so we we're okay but i know what you mean when you get to the big ones and some parties are really around the booze which i and we had this discussion on the scoop a month or so ago like what you what are your legal obligations as an employer when there's a shitload of booze around people
0: Mm, mm.
1: And I was reading in um, the Women's Agenda yesterday about uh, sexual harassment at work, Christmas parties, which is obviously elevated with alcohol. So I think people are much more aware of that nowadays. There's no longer that "this free for all, let's go get shit face. And our, our society is changing. We got yeah, I so and also think
0: don't drink. I also think a lot of the hybrid remote sort of working arrangements too, people go, I just can't be asked. I can't be asked coming in and catching up with people I don't really like um, and talking shit about stuff I'm not really interested in.
1: I say get off your ass and do it and go and talk to small talk because if you're doing that, you're not pissing someone off who then down the track is going to say, well, this is what's killing our culture. You all have to come back into the office and kill hybrid. So if you have to go to a party for a day and do the small talk just to keep your hybrid workplace policies intact, do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, shall I go again with the next one? Well, I've got a little bit one. I've got, as I said, I've gone down a visa rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, on the back of all of the visa talk I've got with the processing times, the working holiday visa, uh, they, that looks like they're not going to be changing much on that one. So, the government, um, They're going to improve the ongoing importance of the foreign workers to regional Australia. So, the government's chosen not to limit the working holiday visa to one year. They're going to keep it to the two years so you can go on that extension, but you have to do your regional employment, which, to be honest, This comes down to what we've just been talking about, the cost of living. The other problem with this, um, because obviously in the regional areas, it's hard to attract talent. It's hard to attract workers addressing shortages and things like that in the region. But I go back to my old hometown, of Moama now, and the cost of living there is almost par with Melbourne Mm, mm. because the You can't get a rental to save yourself. They're all holiday lets, like when you go into some of the other country areas like Dalesford and these types of things. There's so many Airbnbs, but no actual rental properties for anyone to live in there and work in the area that they can't get staff. So Mm. we're in this um, continual cycle of what's going on. And then we've got all the people who have moved out in COVID into regional areas, sold their houses in the city for an absolute mozza, driven the house prices up in regional areas as well. So then locals can't even afford to buy
0: yeah, if they yeah. do.
1: It's just... It it's gone on a very big rampage. So anyone young in those regional areas, are, they've got the same problems as city people trying to get their foot into the housing market now.
0: Mm. And also, you know, the further you go, the worse um, supply chain issues are. So you know, the further you have to truck something, the more it costs. But and if that includes fuel, that includes your your basics, your well, bread, your you know, your milk. Your
1: absolutely, everything. I did as you know. My dad just had a, a big birthday, or not a big birthday, but a birthday recently and uh, happy birthday dad 79 Woo. um and we went out for lunch just the three of us mum and dad and i and or harvey makes four and the price for lunch in a country town was probably the same i would pay for melbourne
0: yep the economy and, of the chicken palmer has just gone through the roof wow well, we didn't have chicken palmers.
1: but anyway mm-hmm. uh i also had a look at the real estate there recently just to see to get a gauge. The cost of a two bedroom apartment in a chuka yeah. was four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. You could You're buy a one joking. bedder to two bedder here in Melbourne for that.
0: She no you can keep so that.
1: That's where we're at. That's
0: um, horrible.
1: It's ridiculously overpriced so and they're not the only regional area like that you head out of sydney to other regional areas they're getting the same stuff same in queensland prices are going up because of the remote working and people leaving with a bucket full of cash from the cities so Mm. it's going to be interesting to see where we're going to go and i think that some of these things is what's driving the cost of living up in my opinion not immigrants coming Mm. into our country
0: Mm. um From Shortlist, Neurodivergent Recruitment Program, a winner for federal police. So the Australian mm. Federal Police's Neurodivergent Hiring Program has provided a welcome boost to recruitment and has enabled it to recruit a range of enthusiastic individuals who are passionate about AFP and law enforcement, says the AFP Commander Rob Nelson. The program is known as Dandelion and it aims to connect talented neurodivergent people, specifically autistic individuals, with meaningful employment opportunities while overcoming skill shortages and creating more inclusive workplaces. It launched in July with the recruitment of six new starters in a Neurodiversity Consultant to AFP's Covert and Technical Operations CTO branch. So there's a positive story of what, um, you know, a government organisation is doing in the neurodivergent space.
1: Sounds like a Netflix series.
0: It, It probably could be, couldn't it? Dandelion's a cool name for a little program, too, isn't it? Oh, I'm seeing, I'm
1: seeing spies in Netflix, and oh my god, there's a Netflix series in this? I'm telling you now.
0: <laughs> yeah, can't wait for it. Hey, have you got any more? Because I have got one other before we go. Oh, fire away, my friend. It's also from Shortlist. It sounds like we've just been cherry picking oh, from one source. Oh this week.
1: my god, I know where you're going with this.
0: Yes. It's see- a two-part story. Yes, it is. I'll go with the first bit, you go with the second bit. Award-winning TA leader joins REA Group. So REA Group oh. has appointed award-winning TA leader and rubber band chief bander Eden Haddock as its head of talent attraction to cover for a Jill Sorihans, who is taking 12 months parental leave. So Haddock will lead the group's five. And Aria is a multi-passed ITAS winner. Uh, oh, so it's, they are. Yes, and he said he's very excited to continue the wonderful work that Jill has commenced. Now, you have a great it's also, story.
1: also, it's a more.
0: So he's more already settled in a few, for a few days. How's oh, it all gone? It. How's it
1: gone? Well, I've spoken to Eden. He's had a wonderful first <laughs> week. He came back for his second week. And then, guess what? He posted in Rubber Band this week that he spilled water all over his brand-new Apple laptop.
0: And I suppose that was REA provided well too.
1: So well done. Well done for those in your first week and making short as well, Eden. Congrats, buddy. Congrats. Well done,
0: well done. And also he did go in um in rubber band when he posted that he did ask for people's worst first week experiences at work. There and there's some a number good of them, ones, really actually, good ones. Really,
1: good ones. really good ones. But I must say he has one. Yeah, he's there won. was somebody who did lose two laptops in one week. <laughs> I Crazy. don't know what Park. Like, right? yeah.
0: I reckon I reckon we, we can report on that later on and come up with some good ones oh and share gosh, them with everybody.
1: So um I'm now jumping over to events. There mm, are none, people. The, the, Everyone's unless, got Christmas parties on. There is a
0: fat red a fat guy in a red suit and a beard who's gonna um come to a few things over. Have you
1: got a red suit, Craig.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you walked into that one.
0: Boom. I did, I did. But you're right, there's no, <laughs> no events, but they're going to really pick up, I suppose, into well, late January. Well, we June do f- have
1: an event next Sunday, and that would be what? my birthday. Oh
0: God, look out! I What's, know, having a party because I won't 35. be here again. 30- be Thirty-five
1: next birthday. I've decided.
0: Will you? You've been oh, going- just
1: Pick the random number.
0: <laughs> random number.
1: <laughs> no, oh. no, just catching up with my girls, hitting Arboria afloat. That's it.
0: Ah, oh, lovely. Well, that's a great event mm. to to look forward to for you.
1: I know, but we've got one more scoop left for the year, people, and it might even be less news than this. But...
0: Yeah, <laughs> but we'll we'll endeavour to uncover the best news going round, and until then, it's a goodbye from And me. if not, we'll make it up, uh, and yeah. goodbye from me. <laughs>